Hey, Dave's I Know podcast. This is Wes from the 551 podcast. And I just wanted to tell you guys congratulations on 200 episodes. That is a great achievement for the 13th best Minnesota United FC podcast out there. So great job, guys. in progress <laughs> this is the uh 200th episode of the names i know podcast uh we brought on some, some we brought up we brought on some really good friends and and this is just gonna be a shit show i'm i'm 100 sure of it i'm okay with it like as let's usual. go as usual i mean it's not usually this much of a shit show but it still kind of is um Let's let's introduce people who are here. We have uh, our regular co-host uh, MJ. How are you doing, oh, MJ? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, thank you, Jess. How are you doing? I'm here as well. Perfect. We have the uh, the best Bill McGuire, not Doctor Bill McGuire. Bill, how are you doing? Naughty nurse Bill McGuire. Yes, I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, you you haven't been on in a while. How are you? You know, no. yeah. I'm you know? back. Uh, well, I'm in Get Minneapolis it. today, but I've been living in the camper a lot and uh, played it, played a Neil Young festival, played Eurorack synthesizer at a Neil Young festival last weekend. And uh, and oh, I survived. Yeah. Nobody threw shoes at me. What's good. Yes. Uh, we have uh, uh, often co-host Dan Wade. Dan Wade, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I wish I could say no one threw shoes at me last weekend, but you know, I don't want to lie on a podcast. I think it's against the law. Uh, listen, man, my son throws a shoe at me probably once every other day, so I, I definitely cannot but say it's I've like never a had horrible tiny shoe. It is, but you know, still hurts when it hits you in the fucking forehead. So, uh, and then we have our illustrious special guest, uh, longtime friend of the podcast, Chris Lidholm. Chris. How are you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Um, great to have you back on the podcast. Good to see all of you, and uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm honored to be a part of uh, episode 200 for you. This is this is gonna be fun. Looking forward to it. Um, I think we coaxed Chris out. Me and Martin coaxed Chris out. Uh, Chris out to, uh, the, I think it was Fitzgerald's at the time. Uh, for a podcast. Uh, I think it was probably in the second season of the team, maybe. Maybe it was the first season, but I think it was the second season. Anyways, and we're like, oh, hey, I'll buy you drinking. Chris just drank uh, Diet Cokes the entire time because, you know, he's a stand-up, a stand-up gentleman and a stand-up citizen. And, and uh, yeah, as me and Martin and were drinking. And a cheap date. Yeah, and a cheap date. And as me and Martin were drinking rum hams, like being 
actually cheap dates. So, nice. um, and Chris has been on the podcast several times, uh, brought, uh, uh, Minnesota kicks legend Alan Willie on the podcast one time, which I'm assuming he absolutely regrets. <laughs> so. you, know, he, you know what? He he enjoyed it. He he enjoyed it. But needless to say, you know, you see that he's he's basically gone into hiding and not yeah. made an appearance. Yeah. So, um, just overall, he is really kind of uh, after the broadcasting days were done. He just you know family. Yes, sir. And he's wanted to spend time with his, especially with his uh, young son. So yeah, good for him. But yeah, yeah we got we. I remember I, I we me I, we drank McGolden lights with Alan Willie on my uh, on my porch and uh, like after the podcast he's like was this the this is the beer you had I was like I was told McGolden lights by Chris Lidholm I could have brought you Surly Furious if you wanted but like I was like what does Alan Willie like to drink and Chris was like I don't know McGolden light I was like okay so I no, I asked Alan I asked him what he likes and he's he said that's what he listed I was like okay wow you say so. So that's, that's it. So yeah, no, I didn't just pick that, uh, that, that name or brand out of my, you know, out of wherever I asked him and said, yeah, this is what, this is what you want. Are you sure? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. That was it. He did, he did. He literally totally, totally on Alan. He did give me shit afterwards. I was like, dude, I, I, I would have brought you surly. I would have bought surly furious for you or whatever, or Mickey's a, big mouth. Any, any, yeah, I would have bought, I would've, yeah, I would have bought fucking uh, uh, red stripe bombers if you wanted me to, man. I, I would have bought anything. <laughs> you were coming to my porch to record a goddamn podcast. So, anyways, uh, Chris, long time friend of the podcast, uh, probably our our most frequent uh, non regular guest on the podcast. So we thank you, buddy, for joining us for the two hundredth episode of the Dave's and No podcast. This is fantastic. Congratulations on this two hundred. So, yeah. it's fantastic. It's awesome. It's awesome. So. Uh, so yeah, so let's, we'll jump into it in a, in a second. I, let's do the Patreon read kind of very quickly. Um, if you are a Patreon member, you should have got an email from me. I'm going to be sending out another email. The red, uh, red card, uh, beer, the red card rye is ready. I have it all in my house right now. A lot of you have picked it up already, or we have met up, met up with you to drop it off somewhere. It's a really good beer. It's and it's really, really, really fucking heavy. Like, do not operate any machinery. Like, don't even, don't even, don't even operate a uh, uh, electric <laughs> razor after this thing. Yeah, um, it's a very heavy beer, um, but it's really, really good. Hop Clouds did an amazing job. Um, so yeah, so you know, I'll be sending out another email this week to for the people who have not picked it up yet or have not gotten it dropped off. Um, to try and set up a time where we can meet up and get you that beer. Um, we'll be doing another beer very, very soon. Uh, I know the Heath Out Stout, uh, which we'll be doing in 12 ounces this time, as opposed to the Bomber. Um, we'll also be ready relatively soon. Uh, just uh, hung out with Christian earlier today. So if you want to be a Dave uh, that gets beer, uh, patreon.com slash Dave's I know uh, to help support the Dave's that you know. Can I and are, and are still my... getting to know. All right, which one do you want to go first? Yep. MJ. Can I operate my blender making my Tomotillo Serrano Salsa Verde while drinking Red Card? I mean, I wouldn't advise it. Yeah, okay. You might mistake the switch to be inside the blender. Yeah, you might just put your hand in the blender because yeah. of, of reasons. So I, wouldn't, I would not advise it. So no, wait, now I'm confused. Is this alcoholic or extremely hallucinogenic? Yes. <laughs> Both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Mm. 
All right. So let's uh let's jump in uh on the uh this past this past week's match. Uh FC Dallas. We ain't down to Dallas where we've never won and before uh Saturday night had never gotten a point. And we drew one one with uh with the uh FC Dallas burn. Um <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is it in the agenda my bragging rights? Did we put that in the agenda? It is now. If if you didn't put it in, it's not in there. So Oh, uh, I'm surprised. I so I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna point out from this top here that I did not uh I did not go I did not watch this match. I was in Wisconsin for a wedding with like mm-hmm. 150 people and not a single person was masked up and it was fucking weird. I'm just gonna say that it was weird. I am fully vaxxed. My wife um it will be fully vaxxed uh, as of Friday, but you know, she had already had her second shot. It was weird going to a to like 150 people where I didn't. I mean, I knew probably 15 people. I knew like five people well. Um, so the pe- people that I trusted, I knew probably 15 of the people I trusted that were probably vaxxed up. And then I had no idea. And it was in fucking Wisconsin. And the Scotties are, are a different sort of breed. And I don't I don't necessarily know and understand how they live their life and, and all that. Um <laughs> It was a great wedding. It was a great wedding. Um, We insisted, I insisted on not leaving the wedding um, until we, I tell me and my wife danced because you, you, it's not a wedding until you dance. And the first like 12 songs of, uh, and this is like about two hours away from, from St. Paul. Right. So it's like Black River Falls ish area. And I was like, "We, we can't leave the wedding until we dance. If we don't dance, it's not a wedding. And I need to dance at a wedding. I'm going to a fucking wedding. I need to dance. And um, the first like 10 songs after the, they played all the, the father, daughter, mother, son, yeah. all the, all the, all the, this, the dances that need to happen for the at, bullshit at a wedding. Dances. Carry on. Yeah, it's, they're not bullshit. Jess. They are. I, I've done, I've done, I've, done, I've done it a couple times. I should know. They're not bullshit. <laughs> um, mine were, they were, mine were. Dances. So, um, but yeah, but like the first like 10 songs that, uh, that were on the playlist were all country songs and no one was dancing. And I assume this is, this is my wife's cousin who, this is her wedding. I assume that there was like, those were the songs that needed to be played on the DJ playlist. And then as soon as those songs were done, they started playing the hits and like the classic, Hey, like let's get people on the dance floor songs. And so, um, as soon as the, the I think I came out as, Oh, it's the foundations build me a buttercup. I was like, let's go. We're going to dance. And so me, I was like, grab my wife and we're like, we're going to go on dance. I was like, grandma and grandpa, you look after the kids. <laughs> we're going dancing. So then we danced for two songs and then we basically like left the wedding. So I missed this game entirely. That long story short, I missed this game entirely. For sure. Uh, so MJ, story longer. I mean, I, yeah, long I was expecting longer. a bigger ending to that. Story. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just, it's just like I nakedness it. on the dance floor. Oh no. Okay, Bill, well, you've got some sort of theme going tonight. And I don't know what's going on, but you know, you know where what nakedness, um, all of this type, all yeah. of your conversation. I've been. I'll just, I'll just say I got, I got very sweaty on the dance floor. So there was that. Um, how would, how would you describe your dancing? Uh, amazing. Are you like, are you like Elaine from Seinfeld? Are you? Oh, definitely not Elaine. Okay. I am definitely. I, I'm. 
it was weird actually chris uh, that's that's a great point because i i know how to i know how to dance i know how to lead and multiple times i just i fucked up like i would i would like push my hand down which is like i'm trying to like get anna to to like twirl and then i would just like forget to like bring my hand up to like twirl like it was like oh my god i forgot how to fucking dance over the course of the last two years where i haven't been dancing at all you don't um, use it you lose it yeah i consider yeah. myself a pretty good dancer and especially like as a partner's dancer as, as, a, as an individual dancer I am definitely much more of an Elaine. So, but uh, as a partner's dancer, I'm, I'm very much, I think a, a pretty good dancer. And, but yeah, I, multiple times I was just like, put my hand up on the shoulder and be like, oh shit, I forgot to like push here to, you know, twirl or whatever. So yeah, it, it's, it's weird. You're right, Jess, you lose, you, you, you lose it. You know, you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. So anyways, enough about me dancing. <laughs> um, before we can't we get, into, get enough. Before we, yes, you can't. Well, before we get into the game, I just wanted to point out uh, the uh, a couple of a couple of Juneteenth related things. Uh, if you didn't see the Dark Clouds uh, Silver Lighting account, oh hey, look, look who showed up, Bruce McGuire. Hey Bruce. Hey. Sorry, I'm getting my headphones going here. Well, that's all right. Let's take headphones off and see if we can get a delay loop going. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. There we go. You're welcome. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, we're uh, we're just getting going on the on the actual game. I'm I'm assuming you watched. Yeah, yeah, of okay. course, yeah. Cool. All right, you you have you'll have some insight then because about two thirds of the people on the podcast here did not watch the game, so that should be. Should be oh, good. There's Chris. Hey. Yeah. Hello. How are you? Nice to see, to see you as well. Hi, everybody. What's Hi, up, Bruce? Um. All right. So I I want to talk pre-match before the game, uh, and then we can jump in, and I'll sort of let uh, uh, MJ lead this because he actually watched the game. And, and Bruce, anybody who watched the game, please feel free to jump in wherever. Um. Obviously, this match was Juneteenth, uh, which was a big thing with the Black Players Collective of MLS, uh, ISC, the Internet Independent Supporters Council, um, was doing a lot of work around this. Uh, Dark Clouds had a, a pretty awesome Juneteenth banner that is still actually uh, hung up on the DJ booth at the Blackheart. So if you want to get to the Blackheart and see it, it's really cool um, and designed collaboratively, uh, and it's really awesome. Uh, there was a, uh, in the agenda, I posted the... Uh, uh, a link to um, from uh, John Arnold, who who actually runs a really awesome um, Substack about Concacaf, which is basically like, oh, here's the uh, the players for the Nash or for the the Juneteenth anthem, and then here's the players for the national anthem and the Juneteenth anthem. Um, all of the black players from Minnesota United had, you know, had their fists raised. Um, all the white players were just standing there. Uh, all and then for the national anthem, all the uh, FC Dallas players took a knee. All the Minnesota United players, uh, black players, continued to raise their their fists, and uh, no other players took a knee. It was just it's interesting. And then compound like you compare that to the uh, the post that Minnesota United put out, which is basically a very cropped photo of just the black players 
with their with their uh, fists raised. So just an inter- interesting juxtaposition of um, the teams and and everything. I don't know if anybody has any specific thoughts on that, other than just that it was you know kind of weird. Uh, so I have a question. Shoot. Okay, so I noticed that. Uh, so all the white players in the juxtaposition or the zoomed out picture on the United, you know, none of them raised an arm or fist for anything. And I thought in the past that like um, during the MLS is back, um, you know, Black Lives Matter shirt business that some of our not uh you know our our white ally players or not necessarily black players uh made i don't know if it was the race fist but i felt like they also joined in in a in a sign of solidarity um so i was wondering if there was like was it planned do you think that that they wanted only the black players to I just always want to know how to show that I'm an ally in those situations without doing the sign that's not for me as an ally. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Oh, well, 100%. Makes 100%. Sense, Jessica. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, MJ, I think you had, you had a thought here. Didn't Adrian Unu raise his fist? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, there so. Was- there were, there were several white players that raised their fists. They were all internationals. I don't think any U.S. player. Um, Michael Boxall has been very supportive in the past. I don't remember what action he took, but um, yeah, I all the pe- people that were not black that raised their fists were born in another country. Is is my my point? Uh, I don't think any of the U.S. white players uh, joined, which seems really weird. Like Trap, um, I can't can't name them all, but yeah. It looks well, like uh, Gasper, Gasper was out there. Was there. Yeah, Tyler Miller was out there. Um, so they they all refrained. Yeah, I mean, you we, we can you know I yes, was they but, did, but but what if? What if they all talked in the locker room before right. the game and they said, we support you 100%. I don't feel comfortable doing what you do because I, I look kind of like an idiot um, because you're the one who is leading and I am a supporter and a follower and your ally. I'm not a parrot. Yeah. And yeah. we have no idea what any of these guys have ever talked about in the past. Yeah. Or, in no the, clue. or in the locker room, they asked, uh, you know, I'm, I want to support you 100%. What can I do? And they said, you know, take a knee. Or stand next to me. Yeah. You know, or... you never know what they talk about. No, and that was kind of my question. I was just like, am I am I out of the loop? No. But apparently it was a locker room talk, if any talk. No, we don't know. We have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, I we, think it's... We... That's why I don't want to speculate on any of it. Because yeah. we don't have any clue. We don't. It, it's just, it's, it's weird that, like, you know, you get the, the the wide picture of everything, and then like the only picture that Minnesota United puts up is of the very tight picture 
of the of the um, black players raising their fists. That just isn't that, that isn't that what Minnesota United does with everything they've ever done. I mean, right, exactly. Which is means which is they like show you what they want to show you. Reason why you should sort of like not necessarily you know believe what what the what they're trying to to put out there. I mean, they they, well, they are they're trying to PR the the whole thing, which is you know that's their job, right, Bruce? I mean, that you understand that. I understand that. So it raises the question that if there was a conversation in the locker room or amongst the players that by by cropping the picture the way they did, they didn't want to talk about that conversation. They didn't want to get that in depth about it. Um, they they wanted this optic and and for, for whatever reason. And, and that's also kind of part and parcel with Minnesota United as far as their PR only goes so deep and when it comes to details, they're not good with them. Yeah, but they're not in on those conversations with the players, the the, the marketing team, the staff, the club in general. They're not they're not part of these conversations with the players. The players keep to themselves ninety nine percent of the time. They're their own little unit. They're their own bond. Even the coaches don't aren't led into that circle. I can tell you much less the team and their marketing and their imaging and their garbage. I can tell you for years and years and years, there have been those locker room conversations are um, very strongly guarded and protected. uh, And they're kept amongst those who are only in the room. And uh, you know, the players control who is in the room uh, because they need to be cohesive. They need to be a team. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of conversations. There always has been. Uh, of those players, they talk about anything and everything, and what it never leaves that door, it never goes outside that door, and uh, it's always been that way. So, for it to continue now is no surprise. I just, I know, I've never obviously been privy to any of the conversations in the past, but I do know and I'm aware of conversations, you know, that the players have had conversations um, and such that stay in that room. So yeah, they've never they've never told me over the years in my relationship with them. Depending so. on the dynamic of the clubhouse, it can even be an issue if the existence of a meeting gets out. And that varies by club and it varies by year. But I, I've known in baseball, a couple of clubhouses where what got leaked to the media was nothing about what was said in the meeting, but oh, the players had a closed door meeting to, you know, work out some stuff and it that fractured the fact that that got out fractured the clubhouse so yeah i'm zero percent surprised that we're we're not hearing specifics about what was talked about i do think specific to the situation it's interesting that we have heard so much from michael boxall he's been a very out front leader um during mls's back he was one of the players that was kneeling he's been incredibly supportive and he's not raising a fist in this photo so so that tells me that there was at least some type of conversation of, you know, what, what's expected here. What do you want us to do? Because I think we have seen him support in every other way. This is really an aberration. But flip it on the on upside down to the point MJ is making. I think I shouldn't speak for you. I'm sorry. It would be impressive to see all of them unified a hundred percent in every action and every word and every, gesture in every you know i'm sure that would say a lot to you you know um no it's for for me it's more that 
the like David said, the marketing team, like just own own your team's actions. You know, these people did this, these people didn't. You can show the wide shot and then be able to handle the questions that come along with that. And and there are PR textbook responses to whatever you want to throw at that. Um, but, you know, Minnesota United likes to not deal with those things. They're, they're not sure, but that, that, that's not the topic we were that we, we, we stepped into though. It, it, we're talking about the genuine, the real topic, the players and how they feel to each other and how they trust or not trust each other. I mean, we know what Minnesota United's going to do. Yeah. I, I but, don't think but the players themselves. Bruce, I, I don't want to argue this. Dave, no, no, David, no, no, David no, brought no. up the PR department and that's, a, yeah, no, I understand. I went on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, this is all just a, big setup for a joke that Dan stepped on uh, where I was going to tell Chris, what the fuck does the, the media know about shit? So um, that was, that was the, the setup for my joke. And Dan just stepped on my joke. And then MJ stepped on the joke again. And then MJ. And so like, we're just like stepping on the joke a bunch of times. So I love you all, but we know nothing. Damn. Yeah. So that's a... so. We're here for you. Zeller. Hey, can, can we talk about the actual fucking game? Cause I, let's, let's breeze through this game as quickly as possible because it was a, uh, I didn't watch the game, but it, it seems like it was a you know fairly uh, eventful game, but also ultimately uneventful. So, um... Dave's I know happy 200th episode. Eric SB here, Minnesota Football Show. We love you. Keep up the good work. You're also kind of assholes, but we also love you for that. Respect. Uh, let's go enjoy some football together and punch some fucking proud boys. Boom. In the second minute, uh, Debassi got a yellow. I did again. I did not watch the game. Did anybody watch the game? See this yellow, and and was it actually a yellow? I was still watching Minneapolis City when the yellow went. When Debassi committed that okay. yellow. So you did not watch the game. You therefore do not get to talk. Um, did anybody watch the game? See the yellow, and was it a yellow? Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, he had a good handful of jersey. He got beat, and he had a good handful of jersey, and and uh, uh, that was the reason for the yellow. The referee was just establishing himself early, and okay. uh, he was given an opportunity. The only reason it was a surprise is because so often we see referees let stuff go in the early beginnings of a game, which is a joke. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. No, because we... they should call it the same from start to finish. And Right. Debassi committed a yellow card foul. It was just like Chris said, it was really easy. It was no, so no Brander Debassi wasn't going to argue because he did it for a reason, you know? Yeah, that's, I. Stop a, stop a counterattack in the second minute of the game. Right. And it was within uh, Minnesota's defensive third or close to. So mm -hmm. he was doing something. So he, in a way, he got beat any way he had to do that to stop that stop that attack and so he took the yellow um a point on, on that bruce just made that uh, from my refereeing days uh it drove me up the wall when i would talk to fellow officials and they would say you know they wouldn't the call that they would have made in the 17th minute they're not going to make in the 89th minute because of oh well, the score might be two one or it's like no the 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 rules don't change throughout the game so the foul, the same foul in the 17th is the same as in the 89th. And I think officials need to call it according. 
and not let the game itself dictate it because then why bother having uh, laws of the game? So my two cents. Most officials also say if it's going to be a second yellow, it has to be a lot worse than the first yellow. Um, where our, they're very cautious about sending a player off. They don't like doing that. So right, like right. Um, someone may commit several things that would be a second yellow, but because they're on one yellow, they don't get another yellow card, which I also think is horseshit. The refs yeah. don't like to change the outcome of a game um, by a card, you know, by, by a call, uh, which, you know, is, is not really their choice. You know, a foul is a foul of, you know, a vagrant foul is a vagrant foul. Right. Okay. I would like, always, when I would, when I officiate, like, I'll make one last thing was, was I would always tell players, it's like, listen, you need to help me keep you in the game. Yeah. Put, put it back on the player and basically in a way, tell them to behave. So, sorry. No, it's fine. Um, uh, all right. Eighth minute trap to Hayes to frog upon a, uh, wide, right. Apparently this was a, uh, uh, frog upon missed by not too much. Yeah, a little curler towards the uh, lower right corner. So cool. Uh, and then 24th minute, Metnir uh, apparently uh, had uh, a pretty good move to Hanu, uh, who, which was saved by uh, Jimmy Maurer, who apparently stood on his fucking head this game. Uh, that guy loved standing on his goddamn fucking head against Minnesota United for some reason. Uh, you, yeah. Since you didn't see the game, you didn't see it after another save when he pulled up his jersey and showed that he was wearing a Cosmo shirt underneath. <laughs> I did not that see that. Yeah, That's you missed brilliant. that Brilliant. Uh, I mean, it said hi, hi, Jim Oliver on it. Exactly. That's <laughs> that would be that would have been fucking brilliant if he had. So, <laughs> uh, and then we get a goal in the thirty-six minute. Uh, Fragapane finally opens his uh, his MLS account, his Minnesota United account. Um, MJ, can you tell us a little bit about this goal? Hayes uh, had a great tackle, did kind of a spin move on one knee, not quite as epic as the Ibsen spin on one knee, but, you know, he spins, goes the other way, and then has a great uh, diagonal ball, slight diagonal ball to Unu. Unu shoots. Maurer saves but spills the ball to his right and who's there to clean it up, but Fragapane. This was a really good sequence. I, I, I watched, I, I did watch this replay um, and uh, seeing Jacore Hayes doing, doing the, the, the dirty work of, of, you know, intercepting a ball, um, creating a turnover, um, making a really great pass. And then uh, Unu taking a shot uh, and then, you know, just, Every highlight I watched of uh, of Frank Payne uh, was basically either him pouncing on a rebound, him getting on the end of a cross. That's what that dude does. That dude gets on balls uh, that you know he needs to get on, just you know getting that's on what balls. She said exactly. Um, so this is this that, that's that's watching that sequence is actually was really reassuring for me as a Minnesota United fan. Like. This person, you know, is going to be the, um, the Wondolowski, the Wondolowski that, that, yeah, right. Exactly. The Wondolowski that we need. So yes, a, a, a natural left winger. It's not the Wondolowski we want, but the Wondolowski we need. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
I don't know about anybody else. I know a few of you didn't see the game, but I was actually, I was kind of encouraged by the, the trio that played up top, Nico Hansen, uh, Hanu and, and Fregapani. I, I kind of like the pace and the work rate that they all showed together. And actually the, the chemistry, uh, they were finding each other with passes and so on and so forth. So it, it was uh, sort of encouraging to see those three up top. So I hope that maybe continues. It felt new. It felt fresh for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, yeah. And you can leave out everything and just say, wow, they had fast, quick players on the field for a change. Look at how much difference God. just that alone makes. God damn it. We've been wanting that for a long time, Bruce. Haven't we? <laughs> I mean, Ethan Finley was that outlet for a while. Since you know how Vegas. They tried to make <laughs> they tried to make Delati that mm -hmm. player. Um Right. Josh Gatt has speed coming out of his ears. That's right. Sam Nicholson. Yeah. There's a lot of them. But uh, those guys are genuine, and they're a higher grade of players than all of them. And, and I, I can't speak for Kunal or Fragapani, but I've seen Nico Hansen enough to know that he's just he, – he, he puts it all out there. He doesn't hold back. He doesn't um, – he's, he's an aggressive player. He got his goal – um, in Salt Lake because he's aggressive. He stuck his head in there. You know, there was no reason to go in there. The goalkeeper had the ball. There was a defender there, but he went in anyway. Yeah, so then we, we get one more sort of uh, opportunity for Minnesota in the 38th minute. Um, uh, MJ, can you describe this a little bit for us? There was a series of passes that looked like it was going to be another great attack by Minnesota United, and then a center back, I don't know if it was Hollingshead, broke up the play, but the ball had enough momentum and spin to get behind him, and it just fell to Unu's feet, which was amazing. But he was very, very direct and very, very predictable, and Maurer just came out really hard and, and, and made the save. He, he also, Unu also missed uh, Nico Hansen to his, to his right. That would have been a, a pretty easy tap-in. So, so yeah, so then it goes to halftime. I mean, it, it seems like just <laughs> looking at the game reports and everything, it looked like Minnesota was the team that was sort of in charge for most of the first half. Um, apparently that changed in the second half. So uh, what's jumping, unless you guys have any other thoughts on the first half. No, we've seen this at Seattle and we saw this at Colorado. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they they really did look good in the first half of both those games. Like, Seattle not as good, but like um, they, they they had a really good plan in the first half, and then uh, in the second half, uh, the other team changed, and Adrian Heath did not change, and therefore uh, we dropped points. So I'm, I'm I'm spoiler alert: we dropped points in this game. If you haven't watched the game, <laughs> like I haven't watched the game. God damn it, uh, David. All right. Uh, let's 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 go through this very quickly. Um, MJ, what, what happened in the forty seventh minute? Dallas had a great attacking chance. Usually, you can count on a lot of Dallas attacking chances going wide, going over the net. They create all these dangerous chances in the box, and they can't shoot on net to save their life. This one was on net on the pitch, and Miller did the half butterfly, the the one knee down uh, hockey goalie leg pad pad save. And uh, kept uh, Pepe from getting on the score sheet. Yeah, 
you know, can I can I just jump back one second to yeah. coming out of the half? Um, Dallas made two substitutes. Um, okay, they took out one of the forwards that was not really delivering, and they took out a more defensive midfielder and put in another attacking player. So it added, it unbalanced what they had done in the first half, and it created an overload on Fair. the attacking end against Minnesota's defenders. It was, so it was that, like, that was the change that happened. So it was like Luchi Gonzalez was like, oh, hey, we should attack these guys. He and uh, oh. and and these guys will not react to us attacking them. Maybe. I mean, they're the home team, too. They get that. They get the home teams. It builds throughout the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've seen uh, it too much. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so Minnesota makes two subs. Uh, Finley for Hanson, Alonzo, Ozzy Alonzo for Hayes. Uh, and then in this, <laughs> literally the minute after Alonzo comes on, Dallas scores a goal. Um, a terribly defended goal, but Ricardo Pepe scores to uh, tie it up 1-1. Um, any other, any, anybody, any other thoughts on this goal or any, like the lead up to this goal? It was, it was terrible defending. I, I watched, the only thing I watched was, was Ragapane's goal and this goal, and it was terrible defending on this goal. Like they just passed the ball around, like just ping the ball around Minnesota defenders. The Hogshead to Pereira uh, give and go, that's going to be something that our defense gives up. And I don't really have a problem with that. It's after the give go where Pepe cuts middle, and the closest person who's tracking him is actually Ozzy Alonso who isn't in a good position because he's too far in front. The two people that should be in that neighborhood are Michael Boxall and Bakai Debasi. And Debasi gets turned around, loses whatever. Boxall looks like he was man-marking, not in Zoto-marking, and just not in the neighborhood. So the end result is that Pepe was able to like just waltz into a very dangerous scoring area and shouldn't happen. I mean, good passing leads to good chances. Doesn't right. matter who the MLS defense is. You know, the Dallas people examining this game on their podcast would say the same thing about the goal and the chances they gave up is, why are we letting Minnesota just pass our way through us? And they did the same thing, and it was great passing. Yeah. Um... And, then, and then just one guy out of place. And I think if Boxall had stepped over, it would have left two other guys unmarked at the back post. That that could it would be have just been a domino effect. So right. Dallas scores after Ozzy comes in, uh, but we had been, Minnesota had been playing a four three three, correct? And okay. so I'm wondering how much of an adjustment that is. And granted, Ozzy's been playing for a long time, but if he's in the middle of that middle third. Uh, the midfield uh, he's used to having somebody that's kind of helping him out. Cause normally there's a four, there's, you know, Gregush or somebody else next to him that they can kind of work together. Uh, but in this case, there was uh, no one. It was because of them playing the four, three, three instead of a four, four, two or something to that effect, four, five, one, whatever it may be. Um, the trap was in there. Was he playing alongside of Ozzy or I, was I he? I couldn't or, tell you. Okay. Cause you know? that's to me, that's the thing. I mean, if trap is, playing in the middle alongside Ozzy, or if he's playing out like the right midfield slot or the left mid, wherever, it's not the same as, you know, like the Alonzo Gregush combo who they're usually not too far from each other and they're able to 
defend and attack and take turns and help each other out. Ozzy, in a sense, was um, kind of on his own in that in that situation. Is kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was weird um, that you know Ozzy comes in and it's like they allow a goal basically like the next minute. Probably just him not being able to get everything put together and and you know the the side uh, in line with everything else. But um, I mean, the game ends one one. Is there anything after that? Dallas goal that anybody wants to highlight or talk about. Um, otherwise we can move on to some other stuff. I mean, there was moments. Um, Reynoso then came in. Um, Abila came in and, um, and for a few moments, Fregapane, Abile, Reynoso were all on the field together. Um, they didn't connect, but as we've seen in every game, when Abila comes on, he and Reynoso connect. And Reynoso had two great chances um, and couldn't put it on frame. Two really good chances um, where he made great passing moves. And, um, you know, it was, it was what you expect from him. Except, again, like we've seen all season long from Minnesota, just no finishing, you know. It was the most shots they've had on goal all year, which is promising. And Jimmy Maurer played great, which good for him, but it's no surprise to any of us. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, I wonder. I wonder. If, bad. I wonder if Jimmy steps it up a little bit more every any time and every time he plays a Minnesota <laughs> team. You know, <laughs> like this. Fuck these guys. I have seen enough Minnesota teams over the years. He's like, I just like to step it up. Just a little bit. Or, or is it that he plays with just an extra bit of confidence because I got this team? Yeah, it could very he, well be. He doesn't go, doesn't do the other way and say, I don't have to do yeah, anything. No, he, it's that. No, it's that. He's he, I got up. this one. He just knows it's Minnesota. They're going to, they're going to shoot over the bar. They're going to hit the frame. They're going to do whatever. They're not going to actually put it in the back of the net. So. I got their number. That's what yeah. he's thinking. I got their number. That is, he, that's, he has a, you think he has a phrase like, Fuck the cosmos, but instead fuck Minnesota. Like, do you think he like he has a mantra? No, 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 dude. There's he does not seem like that kind of guy at all. I, I will, I will, I will, I will bring this back to. So when I was in high school, I was uh, I, high school wrestling. Uh, there was this dude from uh, Park High School in Cottage Grove who was this big burly dude who was like five foot one, but just fucking stacked. And he wrestled, we wrestled in the same uh, weight class every year. So uh, 112 uh, or 119 in sections every year. And I never wrestled this guy other than I beat him one time. Um, and I got into his head at 112. And I was, you know, I'm, I'm you've, you guys see me. I'm a scrawny motherfucker, even way scrawnier 25 years ago when I was wrestling in high school. Um, but I beat this guy. One time, this guy, all he knew how to do was do a headlock. And he would beat dudes all the time with headlock. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll sneak out your headlock, and I'll, I'll take you down, uh, and I'll beat you. And I'll beat you, like, 10 to 2. Um, I, I was in his head. So every single time I, I wrestled this guy for the next three years, I beat him. Um, kid was fucking stacked. I, I, I saw him, like, five years later. I just ran into him at a bar. And he's like, hey. You're David from St. Paul Central High School. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and this 
again, guy's a fucking brick, right? He's literally a brick. He's Jiradan Shakiri, but like thicker than Jiradan Shakiri. <laughs> so like uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Pretty yeah. much, but pretty yeah. much, yeah, exactly. He's like, how did you beat me? I was like, I don't know, man. Like I beat you the one time, and then I think I just got in your head. And he's like, yeah, you're probably you're probably right. So I I think it's kind of the same thing. Like Jimmy Maurer is in, is in uh, Minnesota United's head, so. Because remember my... how badly uh, Minnesota United was beating up on Nick Romando for a couple of years there. Right. Yeah. And we all exactly. know him as one of the best keepers in the United States ever. And yeah. for whatever reason, it didn't matter. And and even when Christian went to LAFC, his very first game out there was against Romando and he scored twice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, so, it just happened. Certain guys, like that. certain teams, certain whatevers, they got your number. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Help me remember, was, was Romando in goal for the take your money and run open cup game? I don't quite remember. Mm-hmm. I don't either. Gotcha. Yeah. I, you know, I would assume that they probably played backups. Could be. Well, yeah, especially the way they, they seem to be uh, taking that game or approaching their game. You know, they probably started a few backups. I'll have to search it out. See who was mm-hmm. in goal just out of curiosity. It's a great question, though. I love it. That, um, that might be that might be the start of getting in Romando's head if he was in goal. Can you imagine? Yeah. He, he, he might have been the backup at that time. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, I, just very quickly, extra time. Um, I was I was reading the because uh, I obviously did not watch the game, so I was reading through the descriptions of the game. And I did you I, watch I, it, Dave? No, I did not watch oh, the game. Okay. You yeah. Yeah. But you you've but, seen the goals, right? I have seen the goals. I read a bunch <laughs> of descriptions from both Minnesota United. And FC Dallas. And this is, just, um, sorry, sorry, Bill. Did you, no, you want to say something else? Oh, no, 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 no. All right. I, I'm making a joke here, Bill. I'm just, you, you're just fucking, everybody's like stepping on. <laughs> no, we're God. making jokes. Everybody got too many people damn podcast. Jokes. Put your jokes in the agenda, David. It's my, and then we it's, know it's, they are. They, yeah. It is in the, it is in the fucking agenda, MJ. <laughs> um, it's the 200th episode. I'm trying to make goddamn jokes. Anyways. Oh, so, <laughs> I'll cut all that out. Um, I'm not going to cut all Please that Please don't. No. no, I'm not going to cut all that Best out. part of the podcast. So, uh, Minnesota United FC's uh, recap description of the goals. I'm just going to read this uh, for everybody to react to. 36 minute. Jigori Hayes wrestles control of the ball and pushes up the right wing before sending it across to Hunu, who drills a shot that Maurer gets a hand on, but can't control. The ball rolls wide to Fragapane, and the Argentine has his first MLS goal, 1-0. Yeah, that's what happened. Yep. 68th minute, goal. Ricardo Pepe gets free along the back line and rips in a left-footed shot that curls in around Miller to draw Dallas level 1-1. That's how, that's how they wrote the goals, which is not how actually things happened. No, that didn't happen. There was just other things. I mean, for, for Minnesota United, yes, very, very descriptive, very flowery for FC Dallas. Yeah, not as flowery as uh, yet, because there was a lot more that happened before Ricardo Pepe ripped what in a shot. Fact- this is this is. I'm gonna get on Bruce's bandwagon here. This was their their web team, right? This is their. Well, Twitter Steve Twitter. McPherson. Steve McPherson can do better. 
Yeah, but this is every home team. This is every team in the world Eh. of their team. You don't know the opposing team. They're numbers. Fucking do better. You can't recognize them on site like you can Minnesota United players. Do better. You think Barcelona goes into deep description when, you know, when Cristiano Ronaldo scorches them for three goals in a big, big game? No. Uh, I mean, not. They they don't even go. They just goal Ronaldo. They move on to the next one. No, it's. Fair, but Real Madrid's when, feed, on the other hand, goes on for eight paragraphs. When everybody is paid by the the you know the same entity, it's it's you know do better. David, I will say this: the listening to the Dallas announcers, because I when I was at the Black Card, I was listening to obviously our announcers. Listening to the the Dallas announcers in do well, Steve Davis is great. The highlights. They were obviously looking down at their roster sheets for Minnesota. They were always – the play-by-play guy was always one player behind. The ball was with the next player, and he was still talking about the player that the, the ball passed from, and it was hilarious. They might have been doing it on a, uh, a monitor. They may not have been in the, in the stadium. So oh, they are, so they are working. might have been not synced up. Correct. So Insider what, from a, a, a voice – what yeah. he yeah what he was he was announcing what he was seeing but what we were seeing as viewers was different or early or you know faster whatever yeah. may be the case so uh because i know callum and kendra are doing it off a monitor they're not they weren't in frisco they were they were here um yeah. so that very well could be that he was working off a monitor as as well and that's the reason for the put i guess the one player delay like you were talking about yeah and and we're not here for any Steve Davis uh, slander on this podcast. This is a I won't stand Steve Davis. for it. Yeah, will not stand yeah. for it, hundred percent. So, uh, all right, let's let's move on. Um, nope, we're not ready. All right, sorry, Jess, go ahead. Just gonna slander Steve Davis. Uh, Jess is gonna no. slander Steve Davis. Go for I don't it, know Jess. Jess is, and he doesn't know me, so I don't know. Um, Fair game. <laughs> MJ, David, did I predict a, a draw last week? I don't remember, but you were more positive than I was. Pretty sure I did. Yeah, I, yeah. didn't you pick a draw? I picked a loss and David picked a win? Wow. Oh, Dave, David never picks a win. A road win? Yeah, picked David didn't pick a win. Okay. I think I picked a draw, though. One of us picked a draw. <laughs> I want to say David. David. David thought we were gonna like get a win down there. So anyway, you were right. The important thing, Jess, is you were right. Thank you, MJ. Take it home. That's it's all she was waiting for. MJ was yeah. for you to say she was right. That was it. It's a bold uh-huh. move to predict I, a, a a tie somewhere where you've never gotten a point. You know, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, even though the game wasn't great, I give them a lot of credit. Right. Right. It, if you yeah. would call it 1-1, we'd all be... Crystals and agates and my Zodiac sign, they're Temple just rubbing. lining up right now. Goodbye. Good, good, good and by centering her chakras, she was able to pick correctly. David, do you remember what you picked on this game? Uh, I'm pretty sure I picked a uh, win yeah. because yeah. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's what I bet on, and I lost a lot of money on this game, so... It was a tough week for like going out in the astral zone because Jombie died. 
I came out the other side victorious. Yeah. David's looking at me like, what are you talking about? I know what you're talking about. Bill, I miss you so much. Yeah. Chambi from Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mecca like a high, mecca hiney ho. Oh, yep. Uh, was too busy wrestling burly guys instead of watching <laughs> no i was too busy he was wrestling spongebob square square pants yeah, no exactly too busy trying to wrestle my child down from the, the cauliflower ears anywhere close to wisconsin women even though i married one i'm sorry but yeah I'm just like no get away get away no we're talking about you didn't watch Pee-wee's Playhouse as a child. Oh, I you were you were busy wrestling the big burl the SpongeBob. Oh, but gentlemen, I watched Pee-wee's Playhouse growing up. <laughs> I'm played, actually who played Cowboy Curtis. I don't know that, and I watched it. Come on, come on, come I on. I don't know. I don't know, but I MJ Fishburn, Lawrence, Lawrence? Fishburn. Yeah. Fishburne. Okay, Lawrence Fishburne. All right. Good job, uh, MJ. You didn't watch it. Who other well-known act? <laughs> what other well-known actor was in that? Uh, was it that was only play? on for a few years when I was yeah. alive. Thank yeah. you, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. It was only on for a few years. <laughs> yeah. Can I say that I was too young to know who Lawrence Fishburne was when I yeah. first watched it? So. He'd already been on Apocalypse Now. Yeah, and I definitely wasn't yeah. watching that at that age. I, Even uh, my parents knew. I'll have to say. Bruce and I and Chris were all full, fully fledged adults. All right. But that was, a, but that was, you know, legit for Hollywood Reporter podcast. Legit for adult watching. All right. Uh, do you have do, any more Pee Wee Playhouse uh, conversation that we need? But Pee Wee. No. Pour, pour in other hands. I guess you covered the game good enough. Minnesota had chances late too. They they mounted they a, they mounted helpful. some. Uh, so normally we do our Freddy adus. Uh, I, I'm not gonna like go to everybody, but if you have a specific, if if you have a specific Freddy ado, um, either best or shittiest player for this game, I don't have any because obviously I did not watch this game. I'm just gonna pour some more rum in my hams. Um, but if you have something, jump in. What are you What are you doing? Is that a, a rum hams? It's a hums. No, it's a, it's a, a rum hams. Rum hams. It's See, a hums. You're not a long time listener, first time no. caller. No. <laughs> All right. So, any other, any, uh, by the way, rum, dark rum, and uh, butterscotch schnapps is called a Burt Reynolds. That sounds delicious. Yeah. I learned that from Simon Hammond. Also, I had a crash at him when I was like five. That sounds horrible, actually. (laughs) Mustache. What can you say? (laughs) Okay. If you go to the safe house in uh, in Milwaukee and you go in the women's bathroom, there's a there's a uh, life size portrait of the centerfold of Burt Reynolds from Playgirl magazine, and his his crotch is covered by green shade carpeting. And what you don't know is there's a two-way mirror behind you and everyone can see you in there. And women tend to rub the crotch, the shank everything on the crotch, and every, everyone sees you do that. 
<laughs> oh my God. I might have found my first excuse to go to Wisconsin. Little Burt Reynolds story. <laughs> uh, okay. Hearing I would have no- loved to have met Burt Reynolds. You know, I met a lot of people, but no Burt, unfortunately. That yeah. would have been good. Yeah. Rest in peace. Don't know if he's dead or not, but yeah, I don't think so. He did okay, but so his mojo's long gone. That's yeah, right. it really is. I, left I, in a it left in a Trans Am years ago. <laughs> I know Bruce and Bill have some really really great stories about probably some of the famous people that we would uh, love to talk about. Um, and we could talk about them if we want to and just say fuck the rest of this podcast. Oh, that can that can be a Patreon. Oh, Patreon podcast. Yeah, exactly. I've um, thought of all kinds of different Patreon levels. Okay. Yes. Great. Uh we'll have a uh great minds conversation. I think you should do a Patreon video of just Anna walking past you. Just <laughs> over and over and over. Probably I probably have enough of it actually <laughs> to do you like make it like your like your background. Yeah. We're going back with the Darth Vader theme. <laughs> um, she she hates she hates uh she hates this. She hates this. <laughs> Walk through to get to our bedroom. But yeah, you know, listen, I'm like we salute her. Go to bed earlier. It's not, me. It's not on me. On my um, work Zoom staff meetings, uh one of my co-workers her husband almost always pops into the picture because the kitchen is behind her and i always say he's just giving proof to the world that he's still alive and that she hasn't done something to him so he just pops into our vision so we know oh, it's a cry Neil's, for help Neil, well no it's just a, does he, does he hold Neil's up today's alive. newspaper <laughs> i know right right um all right is this a soccer podcast? Good luck uh, wrangling these cats. It still technically is. Uh, oh my god! Or a wrestling we, podcast. It's not a wrestling podcast anymore. Or a Burt um, Reynolds podcast. That would be so, good. Uh, let's can we can we move on to United News? Is that I comfortable? Guess. Okay. It's Chris, your show, dude. Chris, Come whenever you, Chris, whenever grab you want the to reins, bail, yeah. grab the reins of this baby and roll. listen, man. It's the 200th episode. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just drinking rum hams. I'm, I'm barely have on, another on the rails, but I, I am on Here's. the rails. I'm trying to get Martin on. I'm trying to get Martin on. Dude, while, while we're talking, me. so hold on, hold on, settle down, settle down. Everybody, settle down. Dotson and Gasper are on the preliminary. Uh, 59-man Gold Cup roster. What's that mean? Yeah, but the six of us made the 75-man roster. Um, Gold MJ, Cup. Gold tell Cup. Jessica and everybody else what it means. CONCACAF holds a Gold Cup, which is an international competition for the entire confederation. So it is like World Cup, but only North American, Central American, and Caribbean teams can, pl- can play in it. You follow that, Jessica? Or in most of CONCACAF, Copa de Oro. Not to be confused with the cup they were just playing, the, uh, what was that, the Nations Cup or? Nations League. Yes. Which was basically a a envelope full of cash cup. Yeah. Why are there 59 men after this cup? They get to name... They get to name a pl- preliminary roster one month before the games begin. 
It's kind of yeah, like they can, and they can only pick from that list, and I believe they can only pick twenty three of them. But they make a bigger list so that they can wait until the last minute to see who's in the best form. Right, because you know we'll pl- we'll probably have played our players into the goddamn ground by then. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like a reality show. I'm not where- just a pretty face, gentlemen. Only so many of the singers get to go to Hollywood in the end. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope exactly. they, they can take Gasper, leave Hassani alone. Well, unfortunately, Hassani might be the, <laughs> the one who gets picked for this team. Well, yeah. Gasper being on this list sense. is weird. He probably shouldn't be on that list. But, you know, there's only so many uh, left backs in the uh, U.S. men's pool. So in there's the a reason. There's in the a reason, world, yeah, David. Yeah, in the world. Um, there's it's literally, it's literally the hardest spot to fill in the world. Yeah. We That's should grow world. them. We should grow our own and farm them out to the rest of everywhere. Uh, Jessica, with a revelation. What? I think I think Jessica had a, a an idea of, of literally building a, uh, a left? left back academy. We're yes. only army. left backs. Yeah. yeah. Um, that seems like a fucking amazing idea, Jessica. Chris had um, amazing idea. Chris had a good response. Yeah, just yeah, basically you're expecting it. You want Minnesota to have an academy is is basically it. And <laughs> you know, it, it it to start building our own and, and whatnot. So that would um, be it would be nice. So dollar idea right here. I will take your angel donations. At at Jessica one four four zero eight three nine or two. That awesome Twitter handle. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Uh, Even I have to look it up. <laughs> and you just hire like four Brazilian fullbacks to run it for you. Dumb. You know, you bring in Kefu and Roberto Carlos on special occasions. And they give little tips on how to be a left fullback. And then you just go from there. We're winning mm-hmm. already. Yeah, that could be Minnesota's Academy. That just it's just left fullbacks the whole time. So yeah. Taking Works. a timeout. They they you could sell them then. You know, yeah. keep you one the for yourself and sell mom. the other one. You could have I the next do mom and they'll say, No, you're you're right back. You you can't be in our academy. Pretty much, yeah. Only... Or you're too good. <laughs> we can't have you in our academy. I mean, it seems like a, a brilliant business model. Um, uh, so, Franco Francopane was named to MLS Team of the Week because he scored a goal. So, yeah. Well, and he had a good overall game. It wasn't just the goal. I mean, he was Apparently. good. Uh, and then... MJ, you put this Cecilio Dominguez finally punished by MLS. Is that your yes. contribution? He was fined. For what? Cecilio Dominguez, the, discipline, the MLS disciplinary committee has found Austin FC forward Cecilio Dominguez guilty of simulation hyphen embellishment in the 45th minute of Austin's match against the San Jose Earthquakes. Now, in his game against Minnesota United, it was way more than actions in the 45th minute. Like, it was just horrible. But but he's finally getting punished, not for his game versus United, but his game versus the San Jose Earthquakes. Whatever. Hi, baby man bun. 
Oh, Cecilio, you break and restart. You <laughs> whine and you dive like a baby. Cry baby man bun. Oh, Madeline's sorry. coming to another game with me. She asked me if she could come to one against cry baby man bun. I said, sorry. No, that's a Wednesday night game. You have school. In the summer? Yeah, I don't know. It's a Wednesday night game. I got work. Did anybody see uh, the uh, the Austin home game, their first game in the new stadium? I did, and I saw the infraction too yeah. that they got punished for. Did you see the TIFO that they put out? Beautiful. Although we couldn't, it was hard to tell who a couple of guys are. Like I did not know that Stevie Ray Vaughan was Mexican American. Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, yeah, it was a little interesting and and whatnot. Uh, I did love the the bat in the upper right corner that they had. Um, for those of you who do or do not know, uh, the Congress Avenue Bridge. Uh, uh, in Austin every night has thousands and thousands of bats come out from under it and goes and at night at dusk goes out and eats a bunch of insects and things like that and comes back and people line that bridge every night to watch the bats take off. So, uh, but no, that's getting off a little bit here on the tangent about bats, but Austin, the game itself and the stadium looked beautiful. Matthew McConaughey, I like his uh, enthusiasm and his involvement. Uh, his bongos. His bongos in the, in the fan experience and that, that, all that, 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 like gr it. that green like suit. It. The green suit was fucking tight. I will. Oh I will God. admit that green suit was fucking tight. Did but you the bongos? Yeah, oh the God. the verde listos, the the chant and everything. That I mean, that's fun to see and and whatnot. Um, uh, they did on Twitter or some social media. I don't remember. Anyhow, there was a picture out of their chants, the the Austin fans' chants and. One of them that I thought was kind of fun was uh, seven. It was seven to four. It's not here. What that is referenced to is the vote by the, I believe, city council that gave them the stadium and gave them the opportunity to have that, you know, have a team in Austin. So um, I like, I always like those sort of um, references of those connections to, to kind of obscure things like that. So seven to four, seven to four, yeah. it's what gave us our team or something to that effect. But we, we should have know. a Betsy Hodges theme. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. for St. Paul. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love the Vikings. I love the Vikings. <laughs> I don't want them to have any competition in their little tiny stadium. I already gave away. Stadium. I already gave away all the money. Uh, Go back to uh, Dominguez, though. He um, it was he was in the box and he tried to draw a penalty. And no one touched him. And MLS punishes those players every time. They have for several years. And what he did against Minnesota was completely different because he was getting touched or kicked or hit. And then he would lay on the ground to kill time. This was completely different than that because the referee has no way to prove if that guy's actually hurt or not. So the only way you stop it is if the referee adds on proper amounts of stoppage time. And he did not in the Austin game. Not that it would have made any difference, but against Dallas, they were doing the same thing and the referee punished them and put on six minutes of stoppage time and Minnesota scored. That's the way you stop players from pretending they're hurt and laying on the ground and rolling around and killing time. You just add on all the stoppage time, but they're counting on the referee to add on about half of what there should be. Several times I've spoken about a new rule, which is that if you go down to the pitch 
and as a player, and that causes play to stop, and the ref has to blow a whistle or basically stop play because you've gone down on the pitch. You have to then exit and be on the sidelines for as long as you were down on the pitch. This rule will never happen, but that's my idea. Is it all situations in which a player goes down or tries to, to draw, uh, draw a foul or what, what is, what's the guideline in regards to a player hitting the ground? Oh yeah. No, like if, if you went down and, and there was a stoppage of play, if two people went down, you know, you're, you're off for as long as, as, as you, as you were on the pitch. I mean, the, the reason being is that you should desire to get back up as quickly as possible. If you're really injured, you need to stay down. You know, that's... Right. The re- the argument against that is that they they're already adding you know that time supposedly to the end of the match yeah you know, to right. extra time yeah and they never add exactly that time but you know that's in theory that's what they're doing yeah all right um hey I'm gonna I'm just gonna slide in here let's take a break uh, we may or may not have a special guest joining us after the break if I can get him on I can get him to join us Sam? i have threatened appropriately yeah what's Sam? uh let's let's take a break yeah and yes my wife is going to join us sammy sosa everybody who's never been on the podcast before my wife who's Get never been on the podcast before i'm going to get her on the podcast so let's let's take a, a very a very quick break we'll be right back hello this is rodrigo sanchez chavarria co-host of the minnesota football show and repeat offender of the 55-1 podcast I just want to congratulate um, the Daves, I know, um, on reaching 200 episodes. Um, if you are living proof that anyone can um, talk about anything for 200 episodes, congratulations, Dave and crew. Uh, I do only like one Dave, and that's a day from St. Paul. The other day from Lakeville can just stay in Lakeville. But overall, congratulations to all who've been involved through uh, the project 200 episodes there's a lot especially about soccer and nonsense and dave's uh zeller's uh bets and how we all should be taking his advice and then losing a lot of money congratulations enjoy yourself talk to you later all right and we're back we have some mls news uh mls officially launches the development league in uh division three of uh united states soccer which is a whole thing. This was first reported by Jeff Reuter uh, at The Athletic about three weeks ago. Um, do you guys have uh, any thoughts on this other than being a developmental league that Minnesota United is probably not going to participate in? I read that there's going to be 20 teams to start, and right now there's 27, and there'll be 28 MLS teams by then. So that means eight teams are not participating. Um, the league did not announce they're going to be in league uh, a third division yet. Um, the only thing they said is in 2022, they will have a, they didn't even call it a development league, just a, a league below their senior teams. This all gets very confusing in the MLS, if you ask me. I'm going to go back and hashtag left back university with Jay money. Yeah, yeah. If I mean, here's the way I always try and explain it. I think baseball has minor leagues, and they're always connected to the big major league team. They're like a trickle down. They have 
you know, triple A baseball, double A baseball, single A baseball. And this will be kind of like the equivalent of triple A baseball. Okay. Um, but yeah, but, uh, but not everyone participates. Whereas in baseball, don't they all participate? I don't know if they do or not. They, I don't uh, know what the rules are in baseball. I would assume they do. They'd be pretty dumb not to. Let me Google it. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, Christian Ramirez. Hey, friend of the podcast, Christian Ramirez heading to Aberdeen, apparently. Um, so Christian Ramirez will never play at Allianz field. Apparently he's been stifled at every possible opportunity to play at Allianz field. Um, yeah, but he's, he will be at Aberdeen. Yes. He's very hot. And he has, he's very much has a wife and a child. Um, and, uh, Let's not go there. He's not uh, my type. I'm not saying he's not hot. I'm just saying <laughs> I didn't say he's hot. Say but, he's uh, hard. But yeah, he will, he's uh, apparently heading to Aberdeen. Um, uh, he's not played for Houston pretty much at all. Uh, so if if Aberdeen's picking up his contract, that's pretty good for him because his contract's pretty good as far as I've understood. Reading the uh, uh, you know MLSPA contract stuff uh you don't see that friendly of aberdeen fc uh is in the cards there's listen bill there's a very <laughs> there's a very real possibility of aberdeen knocking Tottenham hopster out of the europa or the euro conference league which is where Tottenham hotspur is playing uh for this year and aberdeen well, i don't doubt that as well remember so when we fun friendlies like that and i got the 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 chairman of the board of the cherries to sign my shirt that was fun the, the frank sinatra of of bournemouth yes. that <laughs> nice and they had a chelsea player on loan who i also got his autograph on my shirt i was not wearing said shirt at said time <laughs> and his name is I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> where are Even they? Even better. Even better. <laughs> uh, I was excited. The Midwest that I, that think that we might be talking about Aberdeen, South Dakota. This is Aberdeen, Scotland. I MJ, my bad. This is this is a fucking soccer podcast. No one from Aberdeen, South Dakota, is listening to this goddamn podcast. There are people from South Dakota that listen to this podcast. Even I'm people from sure South those Dakota people... know we're not talking about Aberdeen. My best South girlfriend Dakota. in college was from Aberdeen. Yep, and she knows we're not talking about there. And she Aberdeen. <laughs> Thank you, and she doesn't listen to this goddamn fucking podcast either. So, uh, all right. Uh, calf news, Mexico, finally, Mexico, uh, this, and Bruce, I know this has been a, a bugaboo for you. Uh, Mexico finally sanctioned by CONCACAF for the, the, uh, the P chant, the anti-gay chant, um, FIFA. about fucking time. And can you elaborate for us what their, their actual, their punishment was and, and how it could actually be worse? You're talking to me? Yeah, you. You're Bruce. They, um, it was FIFA that... Oh, sorry, FIFA. ...and came down on them because it's international soccer. FIFA's the governing body. Um, yeah, for years they've been you know, using the same chant every time the other team's goalkeeper takes a, a 
a free kick and it's homophobic and um, they've been trying to get them to stop. And for about 10 years, FIFA has fined them um, $10,000 almost every game and which is just nothing. It's like a flea landing on your arm. Um, most people don't even notice it. And, and then just out of the blue, uh, recently they, they came down much harder on them. And they, the first two games of World Cup qualifying, they will have to play, the, the first two home games, they will have to play in an empty stadium, which is pretty massive. That's a real financial blow because it holds about 85 or 90,000 people and a ticket down there generally costs about 25 to 30 bucks. So you do the math and you'll see how much that's going to cost them. That's it. And that's a, it's a, it's a pretty, that's never happened before. No, like I said, for about 10 years, they've been finding them every time it happens at one of their games. And it's been going on for about 10 years. And, Any and the, idea why now? Hard to know. Progress so, is always slow. They so yeah, they. But... I'll just I'll just say they've been they've been trying to tamp down this thing for the last seven to ten years. To Bruce's point, and um, it's it's been a a series of like, oh, we're just going to give you ten thousand dollar fines, and they the federation doesn't really do anything about it um actually not allowing fans in their stadium actually makes the federation do something about it right bruce is that that's i mean that's pretty much the the thing yeah i guess so i mean they've been claiming that they're trying to get it stopped um i, do, I don't know how you do i mean i don't know how you do that to me if you know, most of the time, if authorities tell people not to do something, there's always a crew of people that are going to do it. I've seen fingers they don't want pointed to, they don't in want faces. To take, yeah, they don't want to take uh, orders from authority. It doesn't matter. I mean, they might not even know or care what they're yelling. It's just they were told not to, so they're going to yell it. You know, but now it's going to cost them fans in the stands for qualifiers. That's big. It's really big. If I were a fan, I'd be pissed. And it's not just the fans. It's not just the the federation. I mean, it's the, the federation is like they're they're gonna lose money from sponsorships and stuff because sponsors should be like, yeah, we don't want to associate with you if you are if you're being associated with being uh, uh homophobic, an asshole. Yeah, um, AT and T puts big money into you know into soccer. They're not gonna wanna. Yeah. So there's 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 real ramifications, and I think that is what FIFA was hoping for the longest time. I just got paid, by the way. The sponsors would step up and say something, but apparently the sponsors are just like, you know, they're gonna they're just gonna back away and keep backing away, and then FIFA has to say something. It's been it's been a long fucking time coming, and good. I mean, finally, fucking good on FIFA for doing something correctly. Mm -hmm. There's um, many steps in this process. There's bigger there's bigger punishments that can that can happen if it continues, and <laughs> they put it in very. Um, they put it in an official letter to Mexico that yeah. uh, the next step will be um, taking the, all the players off the field. And the step after that will be forfeiture of games. Yeah. And then um, the next step would be loss of points, which is the same as forfeiture of games. And then the final step would be uh, being kicked out of FIFA. Yeah. I'd love okay. to see him. 
you know, and take this, the crowd the away first... on a home game against the U.S. You know, that would kill them. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and and you know, I mean, they put that it would in ha- writing, that so. would happen before they would they would lose points. Correct. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's never been like this, a formal letter. I mean, it's always yeah. in the FIFA bylaws, but they've never enforced it. And now it's been sent yeah. to the Mexican Federation in a formal letter. And that, you know, that's that's a big thing for those kind of people because they do everything formally, you know? Right. Yeah. Except for the envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um we're moving along. Uh, we have a once a loon. MJ, you have a you have a once a loon segment for us. Today is the anniversary of a loon getting a red card, uh, and I'm just gonna ask this in in MJ order here. This is gonna go amazing. The questions will be: Do you know the loon who got the red card? Do you know what team we were playing? And do you know who else got a red card that day? And I'm gonna start with Jessica. Is there any hints besides just this day in history? This day in 2017, TCF. This day? Yeah. June, June 21st. 21st. Okay. I'm going to say... Chris, no Google. Yeah, no Google. I'm using my Google, <laughs> not my Google. I'm going to say it was... Um, um, um... Oh, what's his name? That guy. This is good podcasting here. I might, I might have to. What's his, name? what's his name? He was just live on Instagram. Zero. And it was. Wait, what was the other questions? What team were we playing, and who else got a red card that day? Uh, I'm gonna say it was the Sounders. And Venangus. Okay. Wrong, but I like that you came up with guesses. David, who got a red card? June 21st, 2017. David. He's thinking. No, I'm thinking. Um, You You can almost hear the hamster turning. He? It was uh, against Sporting Kansas City, and it was uh, Chase Gasper. Wrong. It's 2017. 2017. Who's next? Oh, 2017. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Damn it. Miguel Ibarra. No. No? Okay. He never got a red card. He did. He did against Colorado. He absolutely did get a red and card. And somebody else got a red card in that game. So that's why I thought of that. Yeah, I've been and thinking this whole time, card. and I just can't I can't pick this one out of a hat. Although, if we're just going to, if we have to guess, I'm going to say Colin Warner. Uh-huh. And it was against uh, Colorado. Wrong, but I like that you picked Colin Warner versus his old team. That's super awesome. Little. Harrison Heath. Oh, such a good guess. Yeah. I, the only contribution he made. No, I'm just kidding. The red card rye pale ale, the Christian the red card pale ale is is out. And that is in honor of, of Harrison Heath getting a red card. This was that was in 2018, though, right? The Harrison Heath red card off the bench. 
Yeah, the, the Alexi Correct. Gomez, yes. Harrison yeah. Heath red card. Yeah. 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 June 21st, 2017, Minnesota United at TCF played Portland Timbers. And there was a sliding uh, It was going to be Portland or Seattle. I knew it because they're bastards. And I was there and it was sweltering hot. And I remember I, I threatened to riot because it was so fucking hot. And the ref was so fucking bad. There was a sliding tackle where both Sebastian Blanco and Abu Danladi came together. And that wasn't going to be deemed that. anything. That was just a play on. But, but Sebastian Blanco kicked out. He did the, the Charlie Davies stanky leg, kicked out at the chest of Abu Dhulati, and Abu Dhulati says, fuck you, and he kicked back at him. Yep. So they both got red cards. Um, and I threatened a riot, yes, I remember. Jess, if it makes you feel any better, I was sitting in a uh, air-conditioned press box during that year, so... Um, uh, it makes me feel a lot better. I'm glad yeah, no one problem. of us was happy. <laughs> So, yeah, I like so, that Chris, Bruce, and I all went for games against uh, Colorado. <laughs> I you think were building we've, on a theme. We've had more red cards against Colorado than any team. It's because they're Colorado. Because they got our number. They're, they're bastards. Yeah. They're, they're bastards, man. They're in third place in the West. I know. <laughs> on points per game, actually, they're in second place. Yeah. Good point, Bruce. You, yeah. I'd rather be united. And it isn't last year where they had uh, COVID points, where they missed all the, they forgave all those games that they didn't play because of COVID. There's no forgiveness in COVID. Thanks for playing one saloon. I made it hard because they were so smart. A good one. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. I didn't know that was a segment. I want to start playing that segment. You just played it tonight. I mean, I mean, have finding obscure questions. Mm. Oh, you, usually it's get to know a loon. It's, it's yeah. like get to know a current loon. This was a, a once a loon segment. So that's a good one. I love it. Yeah. Does it have Plus to be just to... does it have to be just loons, or can we go back into the thunder and the stars days? Too? Oh no, it's it, it's gone back. To... Yeah, it goes back. Yeah. Okay. All right, because I could come up with a whole list for you. Yeah. My life I'm sure. of knowing the answers, you know, as the further you go back, the harder it gets. Yeah. Speaking of, so talking about the history, the two red cards that always stick out to me are Sanisha Ibiparpovich and uh, <laughs> oh, and um, Jason that fucking Mora. that Jason fucking Mora. red card, the the two uh, Ibiparpovich <laughs> and, and Jason Moore, because they were I I it was something to the effect of they were in for a cup of tea and then they were out again was basically something I said or something <laughs> along those lines, um, because they basically walked in start you know got subbed in and boom they were right back out again they're headed to the locker room. So those those are the red cards in the history that always he, I stick out to me. So Ibrahimovic, uh, he he was on the field for what like one and a half minutes, ninety if, seconds. If yeah, if that. I mean, before he, the red card, yeah. I think it was. I think it was his first sort of play on the ball. And next thing you know, it's, yeah, he was. He's heading out. And and we we have uh, uh, our very 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 awful friend uh, David Martin. Co co creator co founder of the Dave's Loons Dave's and O podcast. Hey, bud! Still taking up all of the profits. Can't 
can't he can't hear us. Yeah. You have audio? He can he can hear he can hear us just fine. He's, I think he's in his uh basement. He's just trying to line up the corner of the he's roof. Connecting of his, his audio. Oh it's fine. It's fine. Trying to, try to put that corner right in line with the middle of his glasses. And yeah. can you hear me now? Hey dickhead. What's up, guys? <laughs> Pleasure's all mine. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, uh, we got Bruce's, we got a Chris, we got a Jess, we got a David. Yeah. And an MJ and a Bill. MJ, yeah. What's going on, guys? Party it's Chris- mode. It's Christmas. Don't Chris- look excited or any shit. 200th episode of something you built. Yeah, man. 200 episodes of the Dave's I know. That's almost 600 hours of entertainment. You've come to burn it down, Third haven't quality you? Quality content. <laughs> that's really cool that you guys uh have made it this far i'm sorry that i didn't have the longevity nope. to go that far but you know not every man does that's what she said yeah no no i i just guy always wrap it up real quick that's my vibe yeah i made it six episodes <laughs> uh no this listeners is... wish i only made it six episodes yeah no um martin is less uh benefactored us this way so we're we're you know appreciate and we appreciate when you can show up and listen yeah also i I also fuck you but you know whatever yeah yeah um no it's 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 so cool that this thing exists and i think for a lot of people is is uh an institution which it certainly didn't feel like it was going to be an institution when we started it It was just like we literally said when we started it together like you know what if nobody listens like we get to hang out once a week and talk about soccer and now um i you know uh, over time i think a lot of people have have said that it and the sort of uh, work that we've done that has orbited this um has uh, brought them into the soccer like like our you know group of people and and uh, into liking soccer in a more intimate way they, they know more about what they're watching on the field because of it and it's cool to hear stories like that it's not just bullshit but you know it's a lot of bullshit too so the bullshit's the fun part. That's the fun part for me, yeah. But uh, somebody, somebody somewhere is getting something out of it too, which is kind of cool. So, I'm entertained every Monday. I think doing it for yourselves was a great reason to start. It it, 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 it legitimately was like the like yeah, every. I, 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 I just wanted to hang out with David Martin every week, and uh, yeah. and we if we could record it, great. If not, whatever. But I just wanted to like hang out with my friend every week and. That was like sort of the whole fucking reason this fucking thing started, and then you know, and then I got being all sweet now, and then I barely showed up tonight. So, eh. you know, you think <laughs> about all the people enough. that think about all the people who talk about doing things and never do them. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And you showed up shooting way too high, and and the thing is, do it for yourself, and that's the way you get started. If it turns into something, yeah. it turns into something. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Well, Bruce, you start, you, uh, Bruce, you started a lot of cool things that, you, you know, you, you did something and um, a lot of people took it to heart and um, is, is a, a major source of information and, and in a way inspiration, I think, for a lot of people uh, early on when there wasn't a lot of it out there. So I, I, I do think doing a thing is always even doing a thing poorly, but loving it is always better than doing nothing and talking about it. So now we find out what Martin thinks of my blog the way back then. Even if you do it poorly, I get it. I get it. I heard that sub tweet. 
No, that's uh, that's definitely not what I meant. But uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> I, I, I know I know people who are very hands on who do things poorly. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You create something. Who gives a shit? Completely, I agree. Yeah. And and you know, I did it because I was reading all this stuff, and all these people I knew not all these people, a handful of people I knew wanted me to send them links to what I was reading every day. Yeah. And so those handful of people, five, six, seven, turned into 10, turned into 20. And then mm-hmm. I said, well, why don't I just put this on a blog? Yeah. And then yeah. I insanely started doing it every single day, which I have no clue how I pulled that one off for over 10 years. But because uh, most because you know. most blogs are just people writing an article every three weeks where they say, "Hey, sorry, I haven't written in a while." Exactly. Uh, but no, you you actually did the thing, which is pretty cool. I just do that to my journal, and it's like once every year. Yeah. Right, and you Check apologize in. to the journal for not writing more. And... I do I do? <laughs> Dear former self. Oh, okay, I, everyone, I want to I want to get back on the same page. Um, um, you couldn't follow me there, Zeller. Couldn't, no, couldn't I could not. That far. Um, got it. Got it. Okay. We did uh, one saloon. Minneapolis City Minute. Yeah, Minneapolis City Minute. MJ, go. Minneapolis City beats Sioux Falls five nil. It was only one nil after the first half, and then the dam broke and the floodgates opened and all that. Next home match is this Saturday, six p.m. Uh, versus Lacrosse Eris. Um, home match, home match versus lacrosse Harris. Uh, David, what is the over under? If we can put five, hang five on Sioux Falls, what is the over under for goals scored versus lacrosse Harris? Uh, I would put the over under at four and a half. Okay, I'm gonna say six because I think they're worse than Sioux Falls. No, so no, no, I put the over under four and a half. You, you bet the over or the under, yeah, I'm betting the over. Okay. Anyone else want to jump in on this? Nope. Minneapolis City. One under or over. Thanks. Minneapolis City Q clinches the UPSL Midwest West regular season title. Their first year in the league with a 3-1 win over Valora FC. They have 15 teams, don't they? Minneapolis City. No, they Ooh. they they, yeah. they have they have two teams. And a futures program. Oh, okay. And I, the futures program only plays I'm always, itself. I'm always confused. That's three. That's three. And how many are in the futures? So they, they divided the futures into four teams that play themselves. Okay. So now they got six teams. They play with themselves. I like already. And that's in the future? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you have to get in a time machine just to be able to watch it. And they okay. play with themselves in public, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With with balls. Well, it's nothing Amazing. if you don't ball handle. What a podcast. Yeah, so right. many ball handlers. So I was yeah. I was close, but I doubled how many teams they have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's with you just both hands. It just seemed yeah. like thirteen yeah. teams. Ski poles. <laughs> All right, hey guys, I I don't know anything about Minneapolis City, and I I have to get back to what I was doing. I really just wanted to show up to to you got accounts to balance. Children David, to put into David, bed. David, 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 yeah. I love you. I love you. Do you have any Freddy? I love you so much. Last game. MJ, yeah. shut the fuck up. MJ, shut the fuck up. David, good, I love good you. Good to see you, David. 
I, I love you. I love you too, David. I, I love all you guys. And uh, I, I'm going to try to be there Wednesday uh, at the uh, home soccer match. If you guys want to come up and you'd like your, uh, um, your breasts signed or anything, I can do that. So. Uh, Martin, congratulations on 200 episodes of something that you started. I'll, so I'll see you. We'll see you. So, we'll see you someday. Thank you for an earnest, sincere comment. Yeah. I, I mean it. I mean, it. sincerely, congratulations on this. So yeah. I, I really appreciate it, Chris. If you see me in the street someday and I don't acknowledge you, it's okay. <laughs> you know what? While, while we've got the seven of us here, I think I think this needs to be the uh, Dave's I Know uh, futsal team for the next yes. tournament. Oh, fuck, yes. Right here. Got it. I'm injured. Right. I'm injured. You can yeah. play in goal. I just, oh, just turned my, I just turned my ankle. I, can't I, have some, I have some pom-poms. <laughs> all right well yeah all apparently we need is, is me and martin and uh chris so we're probably good there you go we'll, we'll, I'll, bring, I'll, br- I'll bring and jess beer. and jess and we'll, and we'll fill it in basically. i'll bring a beer right. and the pom-poms all right i i love you guys have a good night i'll see you this week okay see you david all right bye guys the hush there's a kind of hush so, all hey, over the world. The world. Where were we? I'm sorry. How did you do this weekend on betting? Oh, uh, I lost money. You lost money on MLS. I did, unfortunately. Where, where um, do you bet on MLS? You know, because every sports book in the country now takes it. Yeah, it's and it's also it, you can actually make some money. I'm I'm actually if I if I had I'm not, not actually betting Minnesota at Dallas, you will yeah. not make money. If I'm actually betting actual money, I would be actually up with my bets, uh, up about. Uh, so what do you what do you bucks this year? What do you bet? If oh, you're I not just, betting actual I money, just bet the, I bet the winners win like win, lose, it's or draw. Over and under shit and some parlay, and I'm so we shouldn't talk about not this. asking to be taught how to do this because I have an oh. addictive personality and I do not need a gambling problem again. Okay. Well, if you don't, well, let's know... discuss your old one then. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you break that down, let's dig in here. Let's yeah. Know, Bill, for those new to the pod, <laughs> David Zeller this year has been betting one hundred dollars on every MLS game. Nice. Hypothetical dollars. One hundred yeah. of Zeller bucks. Theoretically, a hundred dollars on every MLS game. cat. Not Garber bucks. Zeller bucks. Yeah. No. And and, and how are you? Like you lost this 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 week, but how are you overall, Dave? I'm up. I'm up. Like five hundred bucks. You're you're vertical? Yeah. I'm up. Um four fifty for the year, it says in the notes. Yeah. Oh, I got so, to look at the be notes. specific. Well, speaking yeah. there of there we go. We we play the we play the Austin Aztecs. I mean Austin FC next. Well let's bet this. Well, I mean, it's 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 literally me betting a hundred bucks on every single game. So, every so, yeah. Minnesota game or no, every MLS every game? every MLS game. But I'm I'm like into it. That's let's, let's fucking go. So, but let's let's talk about uh, Austin FC. That's a, a great. Well, can transition we find the line here? I'm looking up the betting line on it's, Minnesota it's, Austin. Minnesota's minus one hundred five. Austin's plus two sixty. A draw is plus two forty. Roos. Yeah, uh, and the one I'm yeah. So there you go. So Minnesota is favored. 
They are. I mean, it's very typical of MLS. They should be. Most home teams are in MLS. Most home teams are not favored uh, at minus. Um, It's. Yeah, usually at plus. It's like plus, like plus yeah. one ten or something Isn't like that. Is the minus so. mean not favored? No, it, it no. That's it's they're very much favored. Um, Wait, don't tell me. The, I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it means that they're favored and that they are. Uh, um, but the real question is, who's putting money on Zeller getting another ball to the face? Seller getting what? Uh, a ball to, the ball face. to the face. I, I mean, I, I would put. Uh, I would. I would actually. The odds are was, against it. If I was a book, a bookie, I would put that at like minus five thousand because I'm yeah. gonna be standing somewhere next to my wife, and if I had, if my and wife, you're gonna push her in front of the ball. Are those not your? No, if, no. If I had to like push, if I had to push my wife to like get hit by a ball, um. Wait, is she bringing a baby? No, no, no babies. Are no baby. Brought. Yeah, but she's coming, and you're sitting in your normal seats. Well, I mean, normal seats is, uh, you know, there were, there were normal seats. In the line there, of fire. Yeah, you no. can sit wherever you want now. Yeah. So in the line of fire. Can we talk about Austin? Stand, stand wherever you want. Come on, let's go back. Let's, let's go back to Austin. Can we please talk about Austin? Wait a minute. Do we have a game against Austin coming up? We do. Yes. Weirdly enough. Well, we already talked about the the betting line. What else do we have to talk about? I don't know. Any of the players or the coach? Well, Dominguez, he likes it when you call him crybaby man while he writhes on the field. Just note to self while you're watching and cheering. Head coach Josh Wolf, pretty decent player when he played. Uh, I first was introduced to him when he played for the, I don't know if many of you remember Project 40, um, which is something I think Adidas or something started many, many years ago. It was kind of like their developmental team, like people they saw had a good go to, you know, reach some heights and do, uh, do well in the game. And Josh Wolf was part of that team many, many moons ago, obviously. So, but uh, yeah, I, you know. I think he's a good choice. He's got a lot of experience as an assistant coach over the years. And so getting this head, head coach opportunity is good for him. So, And so far, Austin has been pretty good for an expansion club, especially. So, right. um, I mean, I was, I'll just point out Alex Ring um, and Matt Beasler, uh, who I thought was just like done, but apparently he's like, you know, Back in and, and doing the doing the things. So, um, hey, yeah. Peter Verbeez's loss is Josh Wolf's game. Matt Beasler. So, so Minnesota, Minnesota and Austin are tied in the standings. Both with eight games played and eight points earned. And Austin's got a minus three goal differential. Minnesota's got a minus five goal differential. So technically, Austin's ahead in the standings. And, I don't like Austin, it. and Austin came here, what, a month ago? A little more than a month ago and won, one nothing. Or was it Yeah, two but those nothing? were the dark times at the beginning sure. that we didn't talk about. Yeah, right. that are going to come back to haunt them in October. I know. 
Mm -hmm. I say Minnesota wins it. Bruce. Cry baby man, bud. Who wins? Not on my turf. I think Minnesota should win this one. Um, Austin did the smart thing for a expansion team on a budget where they built from the back forward. They made sure their defense is solid. They don't give up many goals. And then they try to tie or win. And that's a great way to start an expansion team. Um, Nashville did the same thing because um, they don't have a lot of money. So that's the smart thing to do. It's the thing that I hate bashing this one over and over and over, but our team completely ignored for two years. Rookie mistake. But, but, but you think Minnesota wins this game? I mean, they have the players to do it. We'll see. They haven't played a complete game yet. So that's the test. We don't know. You can't right. predict this team, can you, Chris? No. No, you can't. There hasn't been any sort Bruce, of Bruce, uh, Bruce. Sorry, Chris. Um, Bruce, pick 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 a winner. Or Minnesota. Draw. Minnesota wins. Okay. Chris, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, uh yes. They it hasn't been a full 90 minutes yet. I'd like to see a full 90 minutes um from Minnesota. They there's there's you know, especially in the first half, we do all right. It's the second half that we need to focus on and complete. Uh, but uh, it's a matter of, uh, I have to agree. I, I, I'm thinking like a 2-1 win for Minnesota in this one. Hmm. It's going to be a close. Right. It's going to be close. It's going to be a one-goal game, but I think it's a Minnesota win. All right. MJ. Minnesota lose 2-1. Bill McGuire. Well, MJ, it was nice knowing you. Uh, take care of yourself. Uh, <laughs> I am going to call it Nathan on the spot. I'm going to call it a draw. Um, it doesn't seem like either of these teams want to win lately. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just don't think we've got the drive and I don't think they do. Um, I mean, Austin had a scoreless tie at home in their stadium opener. Yeah. <sighs> So That's it's... rough. I mean, Minnesota didn't win in their stadium open either, but it was a 3-3 draw. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, Listen, very Bill, 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 fucking pick something because I want to I wanna make my... You, you want to I did. I said tie. Draw. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's... You can pick a draw on your show? No, I'm... I'm it's it's going to be three... <laughs> it's going to be three-one. Minnesota, Minnesota wins. Three-one. Okay, that's your pick. Yeah. Jess, exactly. what do you think? And then, and then we're, we're moving on to the Portland Timbers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What about Jessica? We need to hear, hear what Jess thinks. <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on, cowboy. Minnesota wins 2-1. This is good. Seems reasonable. This is quality. Now you can move on, Zeller. This is good TV right draw, here. Draw, draw <laughs> one. Really should be TV. I, I'm going to go to points even, David. 1-1 one, one draw. Okay. Thank you. Move on. Mr. Rex. All right. Uh, so we play Portland <laughs> in Portland. <laughs> uh, Portland's favored plus 105. Minnesota's plus 225. Uh, draws plus 295. Gotta go look at that. Anyways. Um, <coughs> We 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 know all the the people. Gio Savarisi, Diego Chara, Yumi Chara, Gio Valeri, Sebastian Blanco, 
Yeah. Um, they also have Nijigoda. They have uh, Timber Sabarese, and I hope T- he gets the ball in the face. Timber He's Joey. A- yeah, Timber Joey. He's there. Satan's, Satan's there. army. Yeah. Satan's army. Gavin Wilkinson. Please expand on how uh, how we uh, lose three to one to uh, the Portland Timbers easily. Yeah. What's what, uh, MJ? Go ahead. Uh, their midfield is just going to outpossess and outpass us, and we're not going to defend well. Turning into the McLaughlin report. Uh, you want me to yell more, Bill? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell us why you're wrong, MJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in my best, Patrick Buchanan. No, no, no one wants to hear that. Nope. Wait. Don't we play Seattle before no. we play Portland? No. Next Saturday night at Portland. At Portland written down Seattle. Check your handwriting. Well, I'm not saying it's not wrong. I think, I think you just spelled Portland wrong. That's all. You get mixed up all the time because they're I, both Western yeah, they're, they're, they're up there and they're green and they're, yeah. they're I, I mean, they're it both too. in the Pacific Northwest, so you're you're yeah. in the vicinity at least. But you I got, think you, you got I it. think you, you wrote Portland, we're, you just spelled it wrong. That's we're all. losing to both of them. Portland yeah. and Seattle, both bastards, both hate them. But Geo yeah. Savarese, special extra hate for you. Yeah. He's Speaking got of- ego on him like he's got a tiny penis. <laughs> Can you say penis out. on this podcast, David? What she said. Oh, no, I'm... I'm- very fine with uh I haven't used that stupid joke in like 10 years and I've used it three or four times on this podcast alone. Which joke? That's what she said. Yeah, I know you gotta stop that. I know, but it fits, it's unbelievable. No, no, I mean That's when we lob them across the plate, you can win. I take it, I'm in. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Yimmy Chara's going to get two goals that night. Well, between Yimmy? the Charas. Oh, okay. Yeah, at least if, three. If he's healthy. If he plays. Diego Chara's out hurt. Yeah. Oh, Yimmy Chara's okay. Between the, the Charas, then. Oh, is he? He won't be there. Neither one of them are playing. Okay. Neither one of them. At least one yeah. between the two of them from the bench. Nope. Neither nope. one of them are. Neither. Play. Neither we're, one. We are Charles. We're Charles. But we still. Here. We all agree. We still. They. They still lose, right? No. 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 Yeah. I mean, this changes. I don't know. Things. I mean, they're Minnesota's kind of. Minnesota's done really good against Portland. Um. I say, just get Geo in the face. Are U.S. Uh, national teams are U.S. national team players out next nope. weekend? Nope. Okay. Everyone's so, there. so except the um, Copa America guys. Okay. But I would Ballard think Lode, doesn't look like he's long for this world. I would think that Lode and Reitala and uh, yeah, they won't play. Gregus, but they'll all be back and they'll be available. Yeah, maybe subs. Yeah, but they'll be available. Fragapani, who knew? 
new guys, new kids on the block. Yep. Yep. Hang uh, in there. So who so who wins? We don't. Two two tie. Wow, two ties. Bruce says two two tie. Bill? Wow. This is a hard one to call. I know. I I we I did well. We've done well in, in Portland the last couple games. Yes. Uh, I literally hate all of you. It's okay. I'm gonna say we win in Portland. I hate it's your show, Dave. Because we're gonna we're gonna the two new guys are gonna be up to speed by then, and I I think we're gonna win. I hope you're right, Bill. By God, I hope you're right. David, what's wrong? Tell us what's going on on your podcast. <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> Track two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing. Do it. We, 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 do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.